Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. To the Western Hotline we go. Maybe a little court storming. A little check-in on some Syracuse stuff as well. Brent Axe joins us, friend of the show. Brent, good morning. I've, I've done a little more on court storming than I thought I would today, but it seems to be a national uh, issue. And, you know, with the injury to Kyle Filipowski, it, it, it's in the spotlight. I wonder what, what you feel about it from a, you know, the standpoint of someone that's been around an awful lot of, I'd imagine, stormed courts. I was just in one uh, two weeks ago when Syracuse beat North Carolina at the Dome, and I had to turn around to the Syracuse student section and plead with them to not run me over on their way the court and uh, showed them the stairwells at which they could exit in a graceful manner and line up and storm the court. Look, you had two of the biggest names in basketball, Caitlin Clark and now Kyle Filipowski, get swept up in this. You can't face, right? Like, name me a college kid that's going to get ready to storm the court and someone's going to tap him on the shoulder and be like, bro, can't do that. NCAA band. Ah, damn it, we can't do that now, right? So what I think you have to do is implement a policy that either the coach or an official calls a timeout, grabs a microphone, and says, guys, listen, you know you want to do this. Let the other team get off the court and then go nuts. I believe there was a one-minute pause rule that was out there proposed. I think that's the best solution because not every school has the resources to bring in extra security. And even if they do, Jeremy, like, I know some ushers at the Dome. They're nice people, but they're not stopping a 19-year-old kid rushing the court if he wants to, right? Yep. So I think common sense has to come into play here. Tell the kids, like, guys, we get it. Just let the other team get out of here and then be safe and have fun. And then I think that's all you can do. Brent X joining us. You know, Brent, when it comes to you're, you're talking about finding ways to live with it because it should not go away. I mean, there are some that would say it's got to go. They, fans never belong on the court. But I don't think there's any denying that, you know, it, it, it has been right or wrong part of the college atmosphere. It does not really happen in the pros routinely. And yet in college, you're going to get that kind of thing because David's going to beat Goliath more routinely, or at least it's going to mean more. So is it for you about dealing with it and not eliminating it? 100%. And it goes back to that game a couple of weeks ago because the, the argument that I was having with Syracuse fans was you had a lot of old-school fans that, hey, back in my day, we didn't rush the court against the seventh-ranked team in the country. And it's like you got to realize that this generation of Syracuse basketball fans not seen 
it turns out the kids actually attending the university have not seen a top 10 team lose to Syracuse in five years. That's their moment. It may not be the moment you had when Pearl Washington hit the half court shot or Syracuse fans stormed the court three times in 03 when they beat Pittsburgh, or I could go through some of the others in history, but it's their moment that they want to experience and be a part of. I think you do have to live with it for, for that exact moment, and it's different now because everybody's got their phones up and they're recording it. And, you know, Jeremy, you and I would have done the same thing. We had a phone back in the day that could record the moment, so I, I think people need to yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm with, let's live with it, let's figure out a smart and safe way to do it and then go with that because it's not going away. You can't ban something. Brent Nax, columnist, Syracuse.com, also the Syracuse Sports Pod. All right, Brent, so you said you were there for a court storming a couple weeks ago. Syracuse beats North Carolina. It's funny, as a Syracuse alum who has watched a lot of Syracuse basketball over the years, I, I said to friends the other day, I'm like, their record is not that much different than it ever is. However, the fact that they scored 55 points in a single half of basketball is something I don't know that I'd seen in 15 years. So uh, Adrian Autry definitely has things going differently. And that was the game after, Jeremy, they had scored 60 points total against Georgia Tech. It took a long time for this team to kind of figure it out. But they're a team that, you know, look, he switched to -to man-to-man defense. I'm glad that he did. I'm glad it's part of the repertoire now, and it's pretty much what they do. But given the injuries they've had, given the dismissals they've had, they just don't go deep enough in that 8-9-10 man rotation to play man-to-man effectively. So the team lives and breathes on its offensive game. You look at, you know, they've won three in the last four. They've scored 85 points or more in all three of those games. The Miami game, they won at the Dome. That's a last-second three-pointer that they won. When they move the ball, they are a different basketball team. What happens is you just have too many players on this team. Cuban Mintz, Wadier Copeland did this a little bit. Tessie's last game is the one, but he kind of got a little bit of They just get into this ISO ball routine and feel like they've got to be the guy that takes So they're very talented offensively. Chris Bell has really emerged in the last six or seven games. He was kind of painted as a stand in the corner, catch and shoot three guy, but now he's sitting everywhere. And Jeremy, that corresponds with the dismissal of Benny Williams. You know, that has really opened up. You know, Chris Bell, I think, just feels like he has more freedom to get the ball, shoot everywhere around. And it's, it's just frustrating because you got six sophomores out there, and as much as Audrey tells them to do this, the guys, when you move the ball, it's a bust your ass on defense. Good things happen. But look at the other night against Notre Dame. They're up 49-20 to 20 with a minute to go until halftime, and all of a sudden Notre Dame goes on a 10-0 run into the half that carries over into the second half. So it's February what, 26th, and this team has not grown up yet. So everybody's wondering, can they make a run at the tournament? Maybe, but, but they're kind of in this all-or-nothing approach to do it, and then they just have to flat-out outscore everybody they play because they don't make enough stops on defense. They're really good at getting steals in transition and forcing teams into turnovers. But you can't play 40 minutes of defense that way. So it's just kind of all or nothing. Go out there and see if you can drop 90 on everybody. Brent X, columnist, Syracuse 
uh, sports. When we talk about Syracuse Sports Podcast, I should say, in Syracuse.com, when we talk about uh, the football team, Brent, just final thought here, have seen a number of big names and big commits. You know, the uh, the, the coach is, is making a buzz. The question, the million-dollar question is, how is he going to be as a coach outside of a recruiter? But I would imagine that in Syracuse, the football team's got a bit of a buzz. Oh, uh, I've never seen this much buzz in late February for Syracuse football in my entire life. The big difference, Jeremy, is Fran Brown, when normally a coach comes in, and says, and we've seen it with the Buffalo Bills, says, here's what I want to do. Fran Brown came in and told John Wildman, here's what I will do. Here are the players I can get. Here are the coaches I can get and the recruiting ground that they cover. And look, if you're going to turn this thing around, you got to have talent. Syracuse says he's a big mix of incoming recruits in the transfer portal. But you said it. Can the guy coach? Well, I know Jeff Nixon, the offensive coordinator, can coach because he ran a Baylor offense scored a million points and went to the Big 12 championship game a few years ago. Elijah Robinson was the co-defensive coordinator at Texas A&M last year. He's still coming up as a play caller, but had one of the best defensive lines in the country and has brought in some of those players to Syracuse. There are other coaches on the staff that have experience. And look, Fran Brown has to prove he can do it, Jeremy. And to hear Kirby Smart talk about how Fran Brown was at his side, kind of like, you know, the Adi LaRusso relationship, just doing everything he could to learn about being a head coach. We've got to see a pan out here, but it feels like Fran Brown got the best possible education he could to do this. We know he can recruit. Now we got to see if he can call plays and do game day things because it was all great, Jeremy, but Dino Baber's biggest weakness, this was the guy that had two prior head coaching staff was game day coaching. That's what needs to be fixed here. And Brad Brown looks like he's got the talent to do it. He's certainly got the schedule to do it. Syracuse really lucked out with the schedule next year. But we'll all see on game day. That's, that's the big yeah. question. Brent X joining us. Brent, before we let you go, finally, are you on the wide receiver train? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Choo-choo! <laughs> All right. Good. Let's go. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I, your tweets feed me, Jeremy. I couldn't be more in on this. I don't know if they can get him. Bean's going to have to wheel and deal. But my dream guy would be Keon Coleman somehow, some way. I think he would just we'd make beautiful music with him in this offense, Josh Allen. But there's a lot of great receivers in this draft. And let's go, baby. I'm in. All right. Thanks, Brent.
Great to hear from you guys. It's always great to be on the mighty WGR. Have a great day. Thanks, Brent. Brent X, Syracuse.com, Syracuse Sports Pod. Keon Coleman, guy would have played against Syracuse in the ACC with Florida State. He, I'm, I'm so eager to see how he eventually falls. I saw a tweet from Todd McShay about the receiver class, and what he said was, he said a couple things as impressions from Indianapolis. Now, it's the Combine, of course. Draft season is a big, big event. They're going to be risers and fallers. They're going to be guys that test well, guys that kind of flunk. Somebody's going to show up overweight. Somebody's going to be taller than people think he is. Somebody's going to be shorter, hand-sized. Last year, what? Just last year? Kenny, How long has Kenny Pickett been? Two years ago. Kenny Pickett hand-sized two years ago. How big is his hand? You know, it's, it's combine season. We're going to talk about how big guys' hands are. Anyway, Todd McShay, he wrote something about an impression from the combine being that the wide receiver group, not that this doesn't say anything to how good or bad it is, but it's the most polarizing group after Marvin Harrison Jr. The majority have neighbors to an Adunze three, but some are not as sold. One that there's lots of love for Xavier Worthy, Ricky Pearsall, Xavier Leggett, Lad McConkey, Roman Wilson, and Javon Baker. And it's interesting because, you know, on the wide receiver train, choo choo, um, there are going to be teams that have vastly different opinions. Someone's going to think Keon Coleman is amazing. Someone's going to think he doesn't separate and he's not worth it. And, you know, what are the Bills likely to do? We know the Bills are likely to go for RAS. Relative athletic score. What the Bills do in the draft is they consistently take athletes. So when you look at RAS scores, like here, here's a good example. Kent Lee Platt had this um, uh, earlier last week. Pro Football Network 365 Mock Draft Simulator Curator. Okay, Sorry, there's a lot of numbers coming at you, but trust me on this. Here's what I mean. So in the 2020, uh, 2020 draft class... These are, these are on a scale from 1 to 10, or I guess 0 to 10. How athletic is your class from 0 to 10? In 2020, I'll eliminate decimal numbers. I'll just give you the first, sign- the first digit, okay? The Bills draft class, their athletic scores on a scale of 1 to 10 were 4, 2, 6, 1, 7, and 4. Isaiah Hodgins was a 7. Gabe Davis was a 6.8. The next year, the Bills' numbers were 7, 9, 10, 9, 5, 6, 7, 8. Spencer Brown being the 10. Might remember that about him. The next year, 8, 8, 8, 8, 9, 8, 4, and 9. Luke Tenuta was the 4. And then last year, Dalton Kincaid, I guess, didn't have a, a RAS. 6, 8, 7, 8, 7. The point is, if you're like an 8 and above, that's a green light. And in 2020, the Bills drafted no greens and two yellows. The next year, it was four greens, four yellows. The next year, it was seven greens. Like, they go for athletes. So one thing to keep in mind when looking at the receiver class is to look at the relative athletic score. They, it, it covers positions for the Bills regardless. They want, they want athletes. And that's a lot of different things that they measure. And, of course, receivers are going to have higher numbers than some other position groups. But keep an eye on it. The RAS, that score, is important to the Bills and has been for several years. 803-0550, Jeremy and Joe, Joe out today. You can uh, give us a call on really anything we've talked about here on WGR.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theatre in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheatre.com.